Well, it's been a while, and um, I wish I had a great explanation for what has happened. So I will sort through that on By Faith, the unscripted, unedited podcast by Lisa Noel Babbage. It is the day before Passover 2020, and all of the world is at home dealing with coronavirus. And, you know, we've had here in America several weeks to kind of contemplate what it means to live an isolated life and to um, practice social, quote unquote, distancing. And yet in uh, many, um, the lives of many people, we see the social media activity going through the roof. I, I literally have been inundated with so many messages, repetitive messages, uh, chain emails and chain texts. And it's, you know, overwhelming in its volume um, of the way that we uh, attempt to connect with others now digitally and virtually, yet we never truly have um, taken the time to connect with those even in our community. And now because we cannot um, we find ourselves reaching out and grasping at straws to connect digitally and virtually with people that we rarely pick up the phone to call. And, you know, it's all this great, um, it's all, uh, it's all, you know, um, material for a great, you know, social study. And, you know, honestly, part of me, the, the armchair geek in me, would love to be a part of that research team that looks back at the habits and the patterns that formed over this time of um, social isolation and, you know, what impact will it have? Um, you know, there's many people that we have uh, touched base with and connected over the last several weeks that, you know, are at their wits end because they live alone. They don't have a, an, a pet. They don't have plants. You know, they've been living this life based on their career. And for many people, their careers have ended. Their jobs have ended, uh, at least temporarily. And um, their self-worth and identity was tied up in, you know, these things that have turned out to be superficial. And I I don't mean to downplay, um, you know, having work and being productive because that is not the intent. But the intent is to show that there's so much more in life. And it has to do with other human beings. And here we are separated from other human beings. And we see a lot of shame being thrown, a lot of shade being thrown at um, the church and at people who are making the most of it. Because let's face it, misery loves company. And if you're not hanging on by a thread or just barely getting by or dealing with it or hanging in there, if you happen to be still thriving in the midst of this chaos, people want to point their finger and say, you know, you're not dealing with reality or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm ad-libbing here because no one's actually said any of these things to me. But I can just see that that is, you know, by by watching online and, and overhearing other conversations, I can just kind of see that that is um, the lay of the land. You know, and even in my meetings that I'm having at work, 
you know, having a couple of meetings a week and we are, you know, we can see the faces um, through Zoom and whatever, you know, Microsoft Teams. Um, and we can see the faces of people that are are struggling. And, you know, it shows that we, in, in many ways, have been dependent um, on the routine of having choice and having you know, to exercise the the freedoms that we're given in this country. And and to a certain extent, we've taken some of that for granted. And now we're having to, you know, kind of take it back and recognize that there are so many benefits in this country that we have come accustomed to. And when they're taken away, we do feel it. We feel the pinch of it. And it's more than just a pinch because, you know, depression is... um, setting in depressive type tendencies are setting in for some people and this may continue for you know another month and another two months who knows and certainly the economic fallout will will last throughout the year and so we have a lot of cleanup to do globally but uh, I decided to to do a podcast tonight even though I, I honestly I have not felt uh, a pressing to do one for it's been a couple of weeks now because I literally have been so busy even before the quarantine but especially since the quarantine I have been slammed with other projects that you know I may not have done because of work but now I have the freedom to juggle things around and I'm saving you know a couple of hours a day because I don't have to commute And it's just been a beautiful thing for me personally and my family because we do have other things that, you know, hobbies and whatnot uh, that we had had to put on the back burner because we were so work oriented. And now that we're not as work oriented as we would have been prior to COVID-19, is it COVID-19? I can't even remember. I'm literally like so wrapped up in these other opportunities that I'm able to afford myself time for again. And it has been such a refreshing, but the the whole reason why I wanted to do a podcast tonight, because I heard some um, interesting news I just could not pass up. And um, as I stated, Passover begins tomorrow, and it's already about five in the morning in Israel. And having uh, attended my first Jewish memorial service this week, um, it's very, you know, I don't even know the right word, but it's just very spooky almost that I'm thinking about um, Passover in a different way because I have, um, you know, been able to connect virtually with, you know, a Jewish congregation this week and in a very different and awe-inspiring way. And so, and that was a global, I mean, there were people from many different countries in that um, memorial service so that, you know, that was an added element of interest and intrigue. But uh, as we begin Passover here in America, um, I was just was stirred this morning to, to, um, rethink my day to um, the plans that I had for today to put them on the shelf and really just um, instead spend some time in study and meditation and um, just deep thought. 
And as that concluded, I just had an unction to make pancakes. And um, it's, it's funny because, you know, when we think about quarantine, when we think about, um, you know, uh, the the plague that is on our nation, the, the pestilence that is running throughout the world, when we think about um, the economic um, depression that uh, we find ourselves in, or a recession, I guess I should say, but um, just the bad news everywhere you turn, you just don't think of pancakes. And, um, and I um, honestly am more of a French toast girl. So that this whole thing was kind of weird. So here it is Tuesday, I'm starting to make pancakes. And as I get the unction, I'm, you know, remembering I've got powdered sugar, I'm remembering that I have berries and I literally make the most beautiful cinnamon pancakes I've probably ever made in my life and once I and I literally almost took a picture of them uh, earlier because I mean they were magnificent and it just was not indicative of quarantine food so as I'm sitting there my family and I enjoying pancakes this morning um, you know, I really wanted to like come up with a hashtag to go with it because it just seems so out of character. And I just got the notion that, hey, it's Tuesday. And back when I was, you know, a practicing Episcopalian, going to Catholic school, all of those things, Shrove Tuesday was a big deal. And, you know, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it was the day um, before Ash Wednesday. And we always had pancake dinners at church and it was it's you know in the Mardi Gras tradition it's Fat Tuesday anyway it's a day to just like kind of live it up and so I'm eating my pancakes I realize it's Tuesday and I just got this you know overwhelming desire to celebrate but not in a way that you know not in a way of worldly celebration I it was more of a spiritual I was a stirred to a spiritual celebration and so I decided to just look up, knowing that it's the day before Passover, decided to look up the scripture reference, the Torah reference for Passover. And in doing so, I discovered that Wednesday, um, the day that, you know, Passover begins on is the, the, the day portion of it is a, the fee, the, uh, I keep saying feast, but anyway, the fast of the firstborn. And I am a firstborn child. My daughter's firstborn. My mother is the only child. So we're all firstborn. And I share with them, you know, my daughter had been planning on fasting tomorrow for a while. And she'd been wanting me to, to join with her. And I was just, you know, thinking about it. What 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 I do? And anyway, when I discovered this whole tradition of the fast of the firstborn, I was moved to um, start preparing my body for that, um, which is wise. And um, I got a, a, an unction, if you will, about, you know, what it means. And in studying the Jewish um, tradition regarding this fast, which is like a sunup to sundown fast because Passover uh, begins at 6 p.m. or, you know, sunset, um, I, I noticed that this tradition in Judaism is about consecrating the household through the firstborn. And I could not help but, you know, remember that Jesus is the firstborn of many. And, you know, all of the symbolism just began to swirl around in, in a really beautiful way as I'm sitting here eating pancakes. And 
So I told my daughter, yeah, I'll fast with you tomorrow. It's the fast of the firstborn. And, you know, we'll see where that goes because she was going to fast for a week. But I definitely committed to that one day of fasting. I was really looking forward to it. Got my mother on board, which is, you know, like an act of Congress. And so just really excited about the three of us are going to do it together tomorrow and looking forward to it. And then I stumbled across the news story, which, you know, brings me to why I am um, doing this podcast today. And I found that the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, has um, made an edict regarding Passover. So in Israel, the Passover Seder meal um, is a much bigger deal than probably <laughs> anywhere. And families often get together uh, as a multi-generational celebration of what happened in the story of Exodus. And I reread that story tonight just to remind myself of the history. And that story in Exodus, that which was not the first Passover, but it was it was a significant, I, I would say, Passover because of everything that happened when the Israelites were in bondage in, in uh, Egypt. That particular Passover, all people were commanded to be in their home. Well, I'm sure the irony is not lost on you as we are commanded um, either by, you know, local ordinances or state level ordinances or just common sense regarding this virus that we are in our homes. And Netanyahu commanded that uh, Israelites and Arabs living in Israel remain in their homes for Passover rather than celebrating the Seder meal with family members who live outside of their home. This is different because for them, the Seder meal is such a, a time of celebration and joyousness that they often gathered in larger groups. Well, COVID-19 is demanding that people keep their groups small. So for the first time in Israel's history as a new nation, Israelis are commanded to stay in their homes. And that's exactly what happened in the book of Exodus. When God told the Jewish people to stay in their homes in Egypt as the Passover took place. And so I realized not just as a, a nation, and not just as, um, you know, people around the world who are, you know, keeping to, you know, the free world, I should say, keeping to themselves and keeping that distance for the first time in maybe over 2,000 years, Israelis are in their homes on Passover. And it's almost as if the entire globe has divinely been forced into seclusion. And we cannot, we should not, we dare not help but notice that there is a opportunity here, a beautiful opportunity that each person can take part in, which is that, that soul searching that would lead us to Christ. Now, granted, I know everyone doesn't believe in, in the God that I believe in, but you would be foolish not to contemplate the the once in a lifetime thing that's happening right this moment because passover is not just a jewish holiday it's also a christian holiday it also has ties to 
um, the Islamic faith in that this is a historical event. What happened in, in Egypt when the Jews left is a historical event. There is records that back it up. And, and even if you didn't believe all that, even if you would cast all that aside, the news broke today that Netanyahu commanded every person in Israel to stay in their home from Tuesday afternoon to Friday morning, the Passover. There is significance in that, folks. I don't believe in, um, I don't believe in it so much, I can't even think of the word, but um, coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. And, and so I just wanted to take this time to say, if you're in your home right now, which I'm sure you are, to think about the implications of what's happening in our world, to think about the people that you love that maybe you haven't taken the time for, maybe yourself, maybe you're one of those people that you're, you know, especially as women, we like to do a lot of things and, and self-care is the last thing on our list. And um, now is not a time to forego connecting with people just because we're separated. And of all the people we need to connect with, God should be at the top of that list. So I just encourage you guys today that, you know, in your homes, <laughs> bored probably to tears, watched everything on Netflix. Don't forget the one who gave you breath. And don't forget the ones that love you and take this time of consecration to actually make meaningful connections with those who may be at a distance, but are still near and dear to your heart. And I just wish and pray uh, a blessing that the Lord bless you and keep you in this season of Passover and that he make his face to shine upon you, that he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. For he is the Prince of Peace.